welcome. So first of all, let me just say, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, cannot wait to spend a couple weeks with you. Uh, I hope that you find this whole summit to be very valuable to you in many different ways. Uh, I think I've said it once before, but you're gonna have access to so many different topics the next couple weeks that really, this is kind of a buffet. You're, you know, taste a little bit, see, is this right for you? Uh, and go ahead and continue on with it. If it's not, that's okay, because guess what? Tomorrow's topic is gonna be a little bit different and you might find more use and value out of that. Although sometimes, guess what? You like everything on the buffet line, okay? So uh, use it for, for whatever you need it for. So today we're talking about the DISC Your Way to Success. So DISC is a personality profile. Uh, much like the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram, uh, it's D-I-S-C. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but why in the world would we talk about this? Why is this important? And why is it the first thing that we talk about? So I have found, honestly, in my experience working with DISC for the last uh, four years in very different situations with different people, this is probably one of the, the only things that affect every area of your life. Everything, everyone, and everywhere you go. So your personal and your professional, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, uh, the lady helping you at the grocery store or the bank, other drivers, okay? When you truly understand the DISC personalities and you begin to understand yourself a little bit more, understand what we call those special relationships, the people you, you spend more time with, and then also understand people in general, whew, man, life opens up to you, okay? So I will tell you this, that I do not have my command of time today to really spend uh, you know, the full amount of time helping you. Typically, I love doing this presentation in person. There's a lot of fun different activities that we get to do together. Uh, however, I can introduce it to you today. I will tell you this, that I've developed about 20 hours around this topic. It's not all the same depending on who I'm working with. Sometimes I'm working with teachers and we're talking about, um, you know, co-teaching. Sometimes I'm working with teachers and we're talking about students. Sometimes I'm working with leaders and we're talking about how to really understand uh, ideas like job crafting. So what are somebody's disc personality? What are their strengths and how can we craft a job just for them as opposed to saying, hey, here's your job description, go and do this. Okay. So there's a lot of different reasons that we might be using DISC. Uh, I actually was recently, not too long ago, invited to do a marriage conference, which I'm like, yeah, that's not my thing. Uh, but in, in relation to relationships, it is my thing. So uh, before we start, there are two downloads that you're going to need. If you have not done so already, I would highly recommend that you pause this video and go get those downloads. Now, you might uh, not want to print them out, totally up to you. Uh, if you can and you would like to, you find that helpful, I would definitely print them out, okay? Uh, you can have them just on your, your device and be referring to them as we go through, okay? So if you've not done that already, push pause and, and come back and, and we'll wait for you. All right, so we're gonna get started. Uh, the two handouts I just basically said go and get. Uh, just set them aside for just a second. 
I promise we're going to we're going to look into that a lot more, but I I want to tell you a little bit of brief background on DISC. So DISC was not created by Michelle. It's actually created by Dr. Robert Rome. Uh, he is one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. Just a, a heart of love and joy. I, I just love being with him. Uh, he created DISC about actually a little over 25 years ago. And he has had the opportunity, him and his team, to go through and in just about every single culture in the world, uh, travel around the world and see, is this true? Meaning, you know, is this just something in the United States or is this something all over the place that is true? And he has found through all of his research, yes, this applies to people, humans, not just people in the United States, people all over the world. I think that's really important. I don't know about you. I have clients now in seven different time zones. I need something that's going to work for me that, you know, has no underlying uh, notion of maybe the American culture, right? I need to understand people for people, not just their culture. You can find a ton of information on DISC. If you look up D-I-S-C on Google, you'll find a ton of information. Uh, I'm not here to, to necessarily sell you something. However, I can tell you this, that as a, a executive director with the John Maxwell team, we have certain DISC reports that are way more in depth than anything that you're gonna find on the internet. So for example, these reports, the John Maxwell team and Robert Rome got together, they have a partnership, and we've created reports that somebody can uh, go and take their test, they can find out what their profile is, we'll talk about that in a minute, and then depending on what report you, you purchase will tell you, you know, more about yourself. So for example, uh, I've been using, communication is a really big one, so over the last three years especially, the communication report has been huge. It'll tell you what your profile is, but then I'll tell you this is how you prefer to communicate. And then there's a section in there that says, hey, this is how other styles prefer to communicate, which is really interesting. And if you're, if you know, hey, I'm gonna, you know, talk to this person, and especially if they have a, a different profile than you, it's really helpful to know this is how I can flex my communication so that I can have the best result. So communication has been really big. Entrepreneur report has been huge because it combines so many different things all into one. Uh, honestly, if I know I'm working with an entrepreneur, that's pretty much the first thing that we go to because I say, listen, you now not just need to know about yourself, but you need to know about how does you know your disc profile and your clients, your coworkers, everybody. It's like that one report spurs off dozens of hours of coaching calls and personal and professional growth. And then, you know, more recently I've been getting into the career impact report. So for those people who are in transitions or those people who are very young, uh, so maybe the, the empowered membership, the empowered leaders membership group I have, they're very young leaders just starting out. And we try to teach them about leadership principles before they get out into a leadership position so that they hurt their people a little bit less. Uh, but we usually use that career impact report to help them understand what is your DISC profile, but then also what are your strengths uh, and weaknesses. So when you're entering into the workforce, you can enter in with a great deal of intentionality. OK, 
Okay. All right. So all that being said <laughs> that I just want you to know that what I'm sharing with you for the next 20 minutes or so is just the briefest of introductions. Okay. If you want to know more, there are a ton of different ways out there, whether you work with me or somebody else, totally up to you. All right, so a little bit of background on the disc before we jump in. So again, Dr. Robert Rome created it about 25 years ago. It's, it's culturally appropriate throughout the world. But how he explains it, he says, uh, imagine that every person you meet has four buckets inside themselves. And one bucket is labeled D, one is I, one is S, and one is C. Now, some people, their bucket uh, for one letter is very full, okay? And maybe for the other three, not so much. Some people, they might have two buckets that are pretty full and a little bit in each of the other two. Some people, they actually have a very even amount in all four of those buckets. And so it's our job to understand, you know, what, what am I seeing? What am I observing? But also to try to figure out which one of those buckets is, is more full. So that's the one that is motivating us throughout our life. And then, you know, what is their profile? Meaning what else do they have in those other buckets? Okay. It helps us to understand the person, their motivations, as well as their communication style. That's really important. And even so much about how they deal with stress. So we'll talk a little bit about that today too. So, you know, we're going to go through and for today, just because I just have a little bit of time with you, I'm going to ask you two questions and I'm going to ask you to figure out which one of these four is your overall one, your, your motivating one. Okay. Now, sometimes when we take the test, I hear, Michelle, I can't choose between this one and this one. I'm a little bit of both. Yes, yes you are. And if we were to do a full disc report, we would know what your, your bucket fill, fillers are, okay? But for today, we're just trying to find the one. Another thing that kind of happens as we go through out and do this is that sometimes you'll experience what we call disc envy. What does that mean? That means as we go through, you answer the questions and you know I'm supposed to be in this box, but I really want to be in the other box. That's not how that works. And there's no one of these four that are any better than any of them. Okay. There's no right or wrong to this at all. And when someone has disc envy, sometimes it's because they recognize, yes, this is who I am. However, I do want to be a little bit of that. Well, there's still a way to do that. Uh, however, we want to honor and value and respect who you are and how you've been created. Okay. That's number one. And then from there, we can talk about how can you flex? That's a whole nother thing. Okay. All right. So again, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to ask you two questions. So if you've, if you've got your chart, you can, first of all, don't pull it out quite yet. I just want you to, to answer these two questions. So the first question is, are you more outgoing or more reserved? Outgoing or reserved? So let me clarify. So an outgoing person, they typically, their motor runs faster, okay? They tend to move throughout life a lot quicker. Um, they tend to be very active people. They tend to talk fast, maybe even louder. 
uh, they, they tend to, you know, people might say, hey, you have no filter when you talk because they're extroverts and extroverts, how they process information is they have to speak, hear themselves speak, and then their brain processes. Okay, so if, if you've ever been accused of being uh, having no filter, uh, you're probably an extrovert. Uh, extroverts just love to um, be active. Now, it might be with people and it might not be. Totally up to them. Uh, however, they also gain energy from being with people. So, for example, uh, you know, my husband is, an, is a, a true extrovert and he loves carpool. He's always loved carpool. He gains energy from it. I myself am a little more on the reserve side. Uh, the idea of carpool still kind of gives me an eye twitch, okay? Uh, so uh, let's say you've had a really rough week at work and uh, a very outgoing person is going to want to go out and be with people. So maybe they want to go to a party or they want to go to a bar or they want to go do something active, right? That would be more outgoing. Now, more reserved people, not that they can't do any of that, but they gain their energy more from uh, maybe some quiet activities, maybe alone or in small groups, or um, they're very observant. So they tend to observe and ask questions before they come up with some statement. Uh, they tend to do lower impact activities. Uh, so, you know, maybe they're, they're bike riding or doing yoga or Pilates or something, or, or maybe they're going mountain climbing, but it's not with a whole huge group. Okay. They, they tend to be just, uh, thinkers, observers, and, uh, watchers. Okay. So if you had to, and you do for this activity, if you had to pick one of those, which would you pick outgoing or reserved? Go ahead and write that down on your paper outgoing or reserved and yes you have to pick one don't tell me i am both i know and i know that there's certain circumstances and situations where you might be one over the other but if you had to pick and you do which one would it be all right now let's talk about the second question and this is why i love disc because unlike some of the other uh personality assessments that you can take out there. This one is so easy to understand and you can diagnose people like that based on what you're seeing. Okay. So the second question is, are you more task oriented or more people oriented? Okay. Task or people. So task oriented folks, not that they don't enjoy people or like people, but their overarching motivation is to get stuff done. Okay. Task-oriented folks love to have checklists. They love to, to make sure that we're moving along on our goals, okay? Um, if you're a task-oriented parent and you come home from work at night, uh, one of the first things that you're gonna do is you're gonna say, hey kids, did you get your chores done, okay? Um, you're gonna have a honey-do list, right? Uh, when you go into work first thing in the morning, you're noticing all of the things that need to get done and then you go on to the people side of things, okay? Not that you don't like people, you just know we gotta get some stuff done. If you're leading a meeting, maybe you're, you're like, hey, we have an agenda, we're sticking to the agenda, we're not talking about you right now, okay? 
Now, people-oriented folks, not that they can't get stuff done, but their overarching motivation is to have connections and relationship. So, you know, they might get some stuff done, but their first goal is people. So the, the people-oriented parent will come home and, hey guys, how was your day? What's going on? Right? You might get to the chores, but that connection is all important. When you come into the office first thing in the morning, maybe you've got to say hello to everybody. Maybe you've got to see, hey, how was so-and-so's night last night? Or, or so-and-so over here said that they were going to go visit their mom who was sick in the hospital. I just got to check in with them, right? So it has nothing to do with your to-do list of work, but it has everything to do with that people connection, okay? Now, if you have to pick one, and you do for this activity, which would you say? Are you more task-oriented or more people-oriented? Okay, task or people, and you do, you have to pick one, task or people. All right, now, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and get out the, the chart. Uh, it's got the four boxes on it. Uh, so this one, we're going to go through it. I'm not going to tell you everything that's on the chart, but I really want you to see where you're at first, okay? So if you are, notice the, the chart. So, so we've got, um, I actually have it here with me. So we've got the arrow here, outgoing, reserved, task, and people, okay? So figure out where you're at. So for example, if you're outgoing and task-oriented, you're going to be in the D box there, Okay. Just put a little star where, where you had, and this is your, your first one in your profile. So remember, you could have another one of these boxes that you're like, oh no, I'm definitely that, right? So maybe you are task-oriented, but you also really like people, okay? Maybe you're, you're task-oriented and very outgoing, right? And you really like people. Well, maybe you're a DI, okay? So maybe it might be helpful for you to think about uh, labeling these boxes one two three and four so the the first one that would be the one that we're doing we're focusing on today and then if you wanted you could go through and figure out what two three and four are for you okay all right so i want to point out a couple things about this chart and you're a grown-up so you can read the rest of the chart and then i want to um, tease out a couple things for you to know about uh, communication, stress, um, and especially how to communicate by email, okay? And I'll give you a couple examples. So uh, the D box, you'll notice they are task-oriented and outgoing. Uh, they are drivers. They are, are love to get stuff done, okay? They make excellent bosses and authority figures once they figure out the uh, people side of things, okay? They're highly creative and they love to solve problems. Now, a couple things about Ds. Uh, if a D does not have a problem to solve, they will create one in order to solve it. So if you have employees who are Ds who are causing a little bit of drama out there, that's a signal to you that they don't have enough uh, problems to work on, okay? You need to put them to practice uh, solving something, you know, put them in charge of something. I often tell teachers this when they have high D children, uh, that they're very creative and they love to solve problems and you're not allowing them to solve a problem. Put them in charge. They'd love to be in charge, okay? Now you'll notice there are two words above that box, results and power, okay? 
So the, the results, it's in all caps, and that tells you that they need results, okay? They need to see that something is getting done. And they love power, okay? And power is not necessarily, you know, I'm the supreme leader of all the universe, although they wouldn't mind that. Um, but power is really about choice and control. And when they do not have choice and control, they will seek it at all costs, okay? That's why I say they, they love to push buttons. They're very defiant at times. Uh, they're not being rude. That's just how they're wired, okay? They tend to be a little less on the emotional side of things because they don't see how emotions really help them get something done. Uh, they don't understand people who get stuck in their emotions and can't move on because there's so much about getting stuff done uh, that they, they just can't understand that. So they can really lack um, empathy and be a little harsh sometimes. So there's a blessing and a curse for each one of these things. The, the blessing of the D style is that they get stuff done. Without Ds, we would never, ever get anything done, okay? However, the curse is they can sometimes drive over other people. So that's why I said Ds are hugely successful when they can understand the people side of things and how working with people, understanding people, communicating better with people really adds to their success. Okay, so now we're going to go over to the I box. So the I's you'll notice are very outgoing as well, but they're people oriented. Uh, and the two words that they have are recognition and people. So they need to be recognized. They love people. So their need to be recognized is not about, you know, standing up on stage giving me an award, although they would love that. Uh, it's more about, I come into work in the morning, I want you to notice me, okay? I want you to notice what I just did. Hey, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Do you see me, do you see me, okay? Uh, they love people, they need to be around people. For an I type person to be in a cubicle all by themselves without access to connections with people, that is torture, okay? They tend to be the very fun, uh, let's have a party kind of people. Um, they, they are very high energy, usually very positive. They see the world in a different way. So eyes are, uh, they also love to tell stories by the way. And their stories are typically very long winding. So if you ask an I, what did you do for the weekend? Be prepared. You're, you're going to get a story probably about five, 10 minutes long. Uh, and here's the thing, especially if you can, you can imagine D's, they communicate in bullet points. Tell it to me like it is so I can move on. Cause I got stuff to do when they're listening to an I, it can be really frustrating because the story continues on and on and on. However, when you get down to the last nitty gritty of, of the eyes conversation, they usually have an incredible insight to share with you. So I tell people, hang in there, hang in there with an eye because it's going to be worth your time to listen to them. Okay. So, uh, you know, here's the thing. Eyes, the blessing is without an eye, nobody would ever have any fun, honestly. Uh, and the curse of an eye is that sometimes they can seem a little bit illogical. So eyes are, especially very high eyes, are so people focused 
that they sometimes have a hard time with systems and processes and paperwork. So getting them to do their paperwork is like pulling teeth, okay? Listen, they're not being a jerk. They're just wired that way, okay? Now we're going to go over to the S's. So the S's are uh, reserved and people-oriented. They're, they're very good listeners, a little on the shy side, a little quiet. They tend to ask a lot of questions. They love teamwork. They like everybody to get along. Uh, peace and harmony. They love that. And I say they, but I, it's really me. I'm, my, my first one is a, as an S. Okay. Um, they are probably the best listeners. If you have anybody in your life that you are, you consider a really good listener, they're probably an S. Okay. Uh, and S's help the world run because you know, when you have a problem or you have an issue, you're probably going to an S for help. So the blessing of S's is that they are so supportive. But the curse of an S is that they can sometimes be a sucker. So what does that mean? S's like to say yes. That is their number one go-to. If somebody says, hey, will you help with this? Yes, right? They can say yes too many times and then all of a sudden they're overwhelmed. And S's, unfortunately, they, they typically don't gravitate towards other S's because another S doesn't need their help. And so in an ironic twist, you've got S's who are supporting so many other people, but yet they're not being supported themselves. And so they can be a sucker because somebody will ask for their help and they'll just keep saying yes. Okay. So for you S's out there, let me just say this, that you've got to take care of yourself. You probably don't have a lot of people in your life taking care of you. You've got to take care of yourself. And when you begin taking care of you, guess what? You can take better care of the people in your life. Okay? And you notice that S's need relationship and not just a connection. Whereas, you know, an I could go to a cocktail party and find something in common with every single person in the room and feel great. An S is going to go to that same party and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so uncomfortable right now. And they're going to find somebody and typically stay with that one person throughout the whole time and ask things like, hey, you know, what are you doing in your life? What's your dreams? What's your goals, right? They don't want to know about, you know, the, the little things in life. They want to have that deeper connection. All right. And then the, the C's, the C's are reserved and task oriented. Uh, C's are cognitive and cautious. So C's love their data, they love their research, uh, they love to know things, they love to learn things. Um, they are tend to be a little on the perfectionist side of things. Uh, they, have, they have very high standards. They um, love quality answers and they love being correct, okay? So they, they need to be right and they love their procedures and their checklists. So very high C's, they, they need to be right all the time. And even when they're not right, they will still tell you that they're right. I cannot tell you how many times I've worked with a coaching client and they're like, I don't know what to do with this employee. And I said, well, what's their disc profile? Well, they're a C. Well, you're trying to correct them and they can't be corrected because they don't see that. And so now we've got to say, okay, it's not about you were wrong in this situation. We need to say, okay, what could you do next time to make this better? So now it's a right versus a more right, okay, um, rather than a right and a wrong. 
because a C is never wrong, you see, okay? And C's uh, suffer from this thing that we call getting ready to get ready. So they often will, uh, let's say, I had a client not too long ago. She was getting ready to buy a vacuum cleaner. And uh, she came out, third, third conversation, and we're talking about this vacuum cleaner. And I finally just said, you're not paying me to talk about your vacuum cleaner. You need to make a decision and move on but she's a high C. And so she read all the reviews online. She got the consumer reports. You know, she talked to people. She went on Facebook and said, hey, do you like this vacuum? You know, and she was about to make a decision and guess what? A new consumer reports report came out. <laughs> so she never really did buy that vacuum uh, because she's still trying to figure out which one is correct, okay? So, that's a little, that's a fly by night uh, of DISC. And there's a couple things you need to be concerned about. So I will tell you as far as communication goes, the D-type individual communicates it by bullet points. They don't wanna know the story, they just want you to tell them, tell me what I need to know. If, if they have a question, they will typically come to you and they'll just ask the question. They're not gonna say, hey, how are you? What's going on? You know, how are things going with you? No, they just want to know, I just need this answer. Sometimes you'll be talking to a D and the, it's like their eyes glaze over. They're literally thinking about something else over here because you've talked too much. And sometimes if you're working with a D, they'll actually say, stop, just ask your question. Okay. Again, they're not being weird. They're just wired that way. Uh, an I-type individual, we already talked about long winding stories, hang in there, right? But I's, remember, if you're talking to a D, cut out a little bit of your story, okay? S's, they have this knack for asking great questions. They often don't talk about themselves. So when I'm talking to an S and it's about them, I have to stick to my guns and come back and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you want to know about all about my kids, but we're on a coaching call and we're talking about you. Okay. So coming back to that. And then the C's, uh, they, they communicate in quotes and statistics and research all the time. So typically when I'm talking to a high C, I will keep that in mind. Um, if I'm trying to teach them a principle, I remember they need to know not only what book, but who was the author, um, and what was the research around the principle that I'm trying to teach them. The D doesn't want to know that. They just want to tell me what to do. I'll do it. Right. The I is like, ah, oh, whatever. The S will listen and listen and listen. Might have a little hard time doing something because transitioning and doing something new is not that easy for them. Okay. So you see how you might need to flex your communication a little bit? Yeah. And I will tell you this, that when people are stressed, their personality style, one of the things that shows up is that they go to the extreme. So for example, a D-type individual under stress is going to drive over others, okay? Uh, maybe do some what we call over-functioning. Uh, the I type is going to be a little more flighty than normal, okay? So I, I've seen this time after time working with families uh, who are, you know, in the middle of, of, you know, losing a loved one, unfortunately. An I seems to be a mess, not to have anything together, not to be able to make decisions. Uh, and again, they're not being weird. They're just wired that way, okay? 
S's uh, tend to do a little over-functioning, but they're over-functioning for others. So let me take care of that. Let me do that for you, right? Uh, they're the ones, again, caring for everybody, but not themselves. And the C's tend to be very critical in times of stress. Uh, they see that you're doing something wrong and they have no filter. They just come right out and tell you you're doing it wrong, okay? These are key indicators, not only of their personality style, but also that they're under stress, okay? Now listen, again, I wish I had more time with you today. I really don't, but I will tell you this, that DISC is gonna show up uh, at least in one other video, maybe a couple other videos throughout the next two weeks. Uh, I know specifically the, the video that we're gonna do on running good meetings, we bring DISC right into that, okay? So I'm gonna show you a couple things through there. You can always reach out to me and say, Michelle, I've got a question about this. I would love to answer that question for you. And be sure after the video to leave a comment and say, oh, this is what I got from this, okay? Awesome. Now the next handout that you have is a, a quiz. So the directions are right on there. If you get confused, let me know. So one thing I find is, is uh, I love that quiz. You can take it on anybody and it's meant to be done very quickly. So no overthinking. So if you're a C, we're not gonna think about this one. Just whatever comes naturally. So you pick one of the four things in each row, only one, and then when you get down to the bottom, you're going to tally up the columns to see what their disk profile is. So you can have somebody else take it on you uh, and see how did that match with what you thought your one, two, three, and four were. One of the things I've done and many of my coaching clients do now is we take that quiz and we laminate it. And then, uh, much like I've got, I've got my chart laminated here, uh, we have it next to our desk and when we're dealing with a new person or a new client, you can use a whiteboard marker and take that quiz on them and find out what their profile is. So if I'm working with a new coaching client or I'm getting ready to do some trainings with somebody, uh, I wanna know what is their profile because you see, if, if they're a D, when I'm communicating with them, I'm gonna keep it very short, okay? Uh, if they're an I, a lot of times when I communicate, I either send a voice message or I send a, a video message, okay? If they're an S, I like to just check in on them a little bit more throughout the process. And if they're a C, I better have the whole proposal ready to go, okay? So it tells me what is going to be their greatest need and how can I meet that need right now, okay? It's not manipulation. Uh, we're using our superhero powers for good. Uh, but use that, that DISC quiz. I think you'll find that extremely helpful, okay? All right, hey, that's all I have for you today. I wanted to keep this rather short. Again, DISC will show up a little bit later on. Uh, and maybe one of the bonuses I'll throw in might be another DISC training. So with that, uh, go ahead and make sure you leave a comment after the end of the video. Tomorrow, we are going to talk about ditching the drama. So, so releasing some of those uh, dramatic episodes or experiences that you might have in the, the home and the workplace. All right, with that, I, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, bye-bye.